0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Acast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend.
2: Hello, it's me, Thomas Anders. Have you listened to my new podcast yet? Modern Talking Just Different. Now everywhere where you find your podcasts, and it's really true, you won't get closer to me anywhere else recorded in my living room. I'm looking forward to meeting you now in your favorite podcast app, modern talking, just different. We have a date. Acast
1: helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere.
2: acast.com. Peacock Streaming, the biggest sports and live events on the planet from Super Bowl 56.
3: What a game this is. To
2: complete coverage of the Winter Olympics. Streaming every event, every day. Yeah.
0: It's all the unprecedented.
1: The United States wins gold. Unstoppable. Sensational. Unbelievable.
2: Sports to love. Sign up now at PeacockTV.com. mirror, mine, mirror mine,
0: you twist and turn. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of the Arsenal Opinion. Woo! 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 Lots of whooping. Pete's not here. Woo! Um, yeah, the, cap- <laughs> the, the captain's gone, so uh, we might not see him for another year or so. That's normally what happens with Arsenal captains. But we've got super sub Dan is back. Hello. And so is Alfred. Hello, Lolo. So we've got lots to get through. Dan, you're the super sub. Are you more, are you sort of Kanu or Carlos Vela? i go Perry Gross. Perry Gross. Perry Gross. Perry Gross. Very good. So we've got a huge amount to get through because it is the first week of transfer speculation. Arsenal have gone big and are prepared to shatter the world record for transfer fees with Mbappe. We looked it up and just checked we're pronouncing it right. Wenger's been spotted in Nice. So we're all hotting up for an exciting summer. The question is, is it going to be the summer we've dreamt of for the last 10 years? Or is it just going to be exactly
1: like every other year?
0: Alfred, what are your thoughts?
1: I think it's going to be the summer of our dreams and we're going to forgive Wenger for everything with a marquee signing who hopefully is not going to be like a set. How about you, Dan? I'd
3: agree. I think we're going to, in about three weeks' time, we're going to be embarrassed about talking badly of Mr. Wenger, and probably even Mr. Gazidas G- as well. I think this is, uh, this is it, guys. No doubts. He's been spotted, Wenger's been spotted in, somewhere in the
0: south of France, isn't he?
3: Wearing a free pair of pumas, it looked like it. Yeah. Uh, I think that's probably where Pete is. Pete's probably chasing Wenger down a beach somewhere at the moment.
1: I'd be afraid of a headbutt there if I, if I was Wenger. So Matt, you were away last week and what saddened me the most about that was that there was no one here to do the enthusiastic and lovely rundown of who has worn number 18 on the back. Have you uh, prepared something for us? Yeah, I mean, I was looking today and I found an even
0: better website that has all the details because it's not just got lists. It's actually created a grid of all (laughs) the players who have ever played. There's a grid. There's a grid. And trust me, we are going to be having some real fun when we get to episode 62 of the Arsenal Opinion podcast. Some of those names. (laughs) But but you know, 18 is a let's just hope that the quality of this podcast isn't in line with the quality of players who have worn the number 18 shirt. Um, David Hilliam makes another appearance after uh, after being on last week. We were trying to imagine that uh he got called into the manager 's office to get told his shirt number is changing from seventeen to eighteen it's a depressing moment. Steve
3: Morrow do you remember him Steve remember? Morrow yeah, broken on man Oof.
0: yeah, imagine being famous for being dropped being <laughs> being dropped. <laughs>
3: Uh, After scoring, right? He scored? He scored. And then got dropped by Adams. Yeah. By Adams, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: Gilles Grimondi.
3: Yeah, didn't really look, look like a footballer, did he? Looked more like a clown or maybe a friendly waiter? Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: friendly waiter. Seagan, yeah. who definitely didn't look like a friendly waiter.
3: No, no, he looked like someone who chopped potatoes quite well in the kitchen. Uh,
0: Silvestre. Sylv- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
3: that's pro- that's probably my low point signing of my adult life signing Sylvester. Someone you take the piss out of the other team having, and then you actually go and buy him.
0: Yeah, oh. yeah, Squilarchi, Uh It's another to add to that list of just terrible. So we went through about that long list of terrible centre halves, um, and then Monreal. A brief bit of light um, at the end of the tunnel. He's pretty good,
1: isn't he, Alfred Monreal? Yeah, I mean, he's a stable player. Um, I'm not sure I'm, I'm that overwhelmed with his performance this year as everyone else is. But, you know, if you want to look at positives and, and players you want to keep in the squad, I think he's, he's definitely there. And he, he scored us a very nice goal at the end of the season, which I'll never forget.
3: He's the, he's the captain of that list so far. He's the star player in that list. That's for sure.
1: So we'll hope that episode 18 will be more Monreal and less Silvestre. So Dan, Matt... Do you believe that we will sign Mbappe?
3: Okay. S- <laughs> this, is embar- this is embarrassing, but I genuinely do. Uh, my brain resets about this time every year, and I believe every newspaper article for at least twenty minutes, and then I start to think more seriously. But this time, I do. I do. I think there's a chance. I think there's a chance. I think that um, if we sell Sanchez, we need to buy someone fucking good. We need to buy someone exciting in a forward position. Anybody that good's gonna cost 60, 70 plus. This player looks like he needs first team football. I think there are a few things that make sense. He's right up Wengers Street. I mean, he couldn't be any up any further up Wenger's Boulevard, really. So I do.
1: And you know, if anything, he he definitely has got the cash this time. He must have got the cash this time. Yeah. But you know, his reluctance to pay 50 plus, has he ever done it in his career? I don't think he's ever had and that he would suddenly double that and agree that the modern football game has caught up with him and that he now understands the new rules uh, of play you have to fantasize but i'm i'm in your i'm in your court here where every year it just resets and come june and i'm excited again and i believe every single rumor and i start looking down instagram to see if anyone else has mistakenly taking a picture on Nice Airport or Wenger in the background of something. But instead, I just see pictures of really shit fast food that that someone wants to document from their last moments in in France. I'm worried about you guys. Um, I feel, I think Dan might be feeling unwell,
0: might have a fever. I just think this is the Arsenal PR department in full effect. They know that we have got some seriously bad news coming up. We've got Sanchez about to walk out the door. We've got Özil about to work out, walk out the door. Unless we give him about three hundred grand, we, we've even got. The, we're now desperate for some good news about the Ox. I was even worried about Chesney this morning. <laughs> you know that's how bad things have got. And I think that this is an attempt by the Arsenal PR department to make it look like Arsenal under Arsène Wenger is going to be a different beast. And it, I just can't see this happening on any level. Level number one, why would Mbappe come to Arsenal? Because he's just got to the semi-finals of the Champions League. He's scored a shed load of goals. He can go to any club in Europe.
3: So why is he going to go to Arsenal? I think he knows that he'll play at Arsenal. That's, why, that's what I have in our favour. Because, because we are just a bit shit, I think he knows he'll walk into the team, especially if Sanchez leaves.
0: You don't think he'd just stay at Monaco for one more year if he wanted to play and then go to Real Madrid afterwards or, maybe, or whatever comes next? Maybe. But it
3: is my naivety and my optimism. I'm that and the guy that you remember Club Call? Those phone numbers? I'm the guy who used to ring Club Call. I kept them <laughs> in business. It would be like the back of like match or shoot, like ring to find out who Arsenal bike. I'm still paying off that phone number, so that phone bill. So um
0: Club yeah. Call Club is a call. great shout. I had forgotten completely about Club Call. <laughs> And it was, you'd, 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 you'd use the, well, you only had landlines. You'd use the landline at home and you'd be worried about your parents yeah. getting the bill. So you go, I'm only going to stay on the line for like 60 seconds. But they're still giving you the terms and conditions for like <laughs> the first four
1: minutes. Yeah, uh-huh. club. we need club called back. I mean, another thing that is kind of a not in our favour is that if, if Mourinho could even smell the chance of Wenger signing Mbappe, he would be using his own PR department to tell the whole world that he was at the moment. So I definitely think there is there is a deal that's kind of been done somewhere. Whether it is Real Madrid, I don't really know. Um, but the argument you know, that some people have put forward that Mbappe would come because of Wenger or whatever, they have Zidane now. And I think that Mbappe grew up watching Zidane, not watching um, Wenger in his his long overcoat so yes, I mean I saw a very amusing
0: tweet earlier that said in June we'll be chasing Mbappe, in July it'll be Benzema (laughs) in August it'll be Lacazette and then finally it will be, there's no one better than Welbeck and Giroud out there to take their place I mean it made me laugh but it also made me cry a little bit as well.
1: But we are going to have to sign someone. And I think in in something made the conversations easier between Kronke and Wenger. Like, they had a chat on, you know, the infamous Monday. And something in me wants to say that Wenger says, give me two more years and let me sign Mbappe. And... You know, the fact that he's in Nice hopefully he's he's at least scouting Monaco players and not Nice players, which would be a very awesome thing to do to have discovered some gem um, in, in that team. But I kind of want to believe, you know, like one thing that I felt so sad about this season and with Wenger signing on again is for me, football is... All about getting to live out hope that I can't live out anywhere else in life. Like extreme turns of events and just this every time the goalkeeper makes a save, you start hoping that maybe you'll score another goal, right? That's the beauty of sport. And the beauty of Silly Season is to be able, to be allowed to dream about young Killian at least for a week. And I do like imagine. I mean, imagine. his name, his name
3: is so fucking good. His imagine. name is Killian Mbappe. <laughs> I mean, that's worth. Just the name is worth an extra twenty. Please dream with us here, Pete. Please, please. Come on, you're holding us back, Pete. What a (laughs) man! You're all calling me Pete. This is getting really weird. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're
2: the
0: pessimist. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm going to go in Pete mode. Hey, Austin, bit? Oh no, sorry, I've just got Tourette. Pete Tourettes. Okay, so trying not to be too negative, but does this mean? that Alexis is 100% off. If we're we're firing off 100 million beers, do we think this means Alexis is... He's he's gone in, he said he's leaving, and we've basically... It's a bit like when when you go into the office and you tell them you've resigned, and they're like, don't tell anyone until we've told the clients. Is this the same
1: thing? (laughs) I think so. I mean, he's gone. I just hope that he's not gone to a Premier League club. But another thing that, that Killian brought up for me was Sanchez was never a player that we... And and this is me going into full Arsenal denial and already... You're going to
3: say, fuck Sanchez, aren't you? I'm
1: I'm done with Sanchez. Yeah, fuck him. I'm done with him. But he never felt like a player that we would build the new Arsenal around. He was holding us back.
0: (laughs) 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 He's not a Rob Holding, okay? (laughs) Did you see him in the FA Cup final?
3: (laughs) He was useless. Absolutely useless.
0: We'd have won by five if we had... Kylian Mbappe. It's the first time I've actually heard anyone call him by his first name. I like this sort of personal touch, Alfred. Mm.
1: <laughs> you know, I, I want to be friendly with him and I want to, to make him feel like, um, you know, he has, he has at least us supporting him if he comes here. I mean, I think he, he could probably be listening to the pod to, <laughs> to get the download. <laughs> would you swap Mbappe for Alexis? I would swap him for Alexis and Ursel. I mean, if we would get a oh, young wow. striker... That could could actually you know be he's so unpredictable and it, I've I've been watching quite a few reels of all of his talents not only from uh, from this year and last year but it's a player that you you would force whoever you played to take them in, take him into account uh, when they set up against you which I don't think you do today with Ursel and Sanchez is pretty easy to set your team up against defending against but Mbappe wouldn't and it also means that like the range of formations we could do with him. Uh, we could sit deep and just have him running a mark. We could also do high press. We could do a lot of different things which he could fit into, which I don't feel like, f- for example, Ursil does. Uh, and and Sanchez's pre- predictability himself. I mean, you know exactly what he's going to do every time he gets the ball.
3: Yeah, I'd, I think there's a difference. I I'd tw- For the idea of Mbappe, definitely. But then if I start to think about the reality... Like swapping, swapping Sanchez, who's a proven player in the Premier League, for a kid that may be world class. Um, if I'm honest, I'd, I'd probably rather keep Sanchez. But if we have to get rid of him, I'd, you know, that would be a pretty good solution.
0: Because I can't help thinking a bit of Martial and yeah. the player he was at Monaco and the impact that he initially had at United. And he saw a player with such immense promise. But has, you know, like young players do, fallen from grace. His confidence has taken a dip. He's got a manager who maybe doesn't support him enough. But, you know, you haven't got 30 goals a season like Alexis Sanchez. You've got like eight yes. and some pretty intermittent performances. And you'd have said Martial is going to be a player who's going to be United striker for years to come. So that parallel. Makes me a little bit anxious about spending 100 million, but uh,
1: obviously I'd, I'd love it to happen. I mean, Martial comparison, sure, but Martial, what? Well, he had, <clears throat> I think, 11 goals across his time in, in Monaco, and Mbappe has already eight. He has, is it like 16 goals across the last two seasons, but also some beautiful, beautiful assists. And I mean, that's what excites me the most is his ability to even when you think that he would strike, he can sometimes just uh, pass it off to a teammate in a in a brilliant way. But but also, I think Marcial was a fantastic signing and is is one of the players that you know like they have started to build things around as opposed to Ibrahimovic, and you know it'll be he will kind of be like a new signing to them next season. But but no, I agree with you. I mean, to have a a proven player. Like Sanchez is what we need to win next season, and Mbappe would be kind of like a refresh for the team and would be perfect for us to if we're rebuilding, which we're not. We shouldn't be rebuilding. This is the end of the rebuilding.
3: Yeah, I think the interesting Martial thing is that if we just, let's just dream that we did get Mbappe, then you've got Fenger with Mbappe and Mourinho with Martial. And I think if we're gonna dream about Fenger's resurrection. Then that's the thing he's good at, right? He's taking those raw players and making them, making them world class. So I've kind of, yeah, I'm starting to think now. I'm, I'm getting looking forward to it. I'm kind of, I'm in early kind of winter, and he's settling in, and he's scored a couple of hat tricks away from home. And Martial's got a strop on because Jose's not not playing him. Was, yeah, I'm, I'm in, I'm in the zone. I'm ready. I'm feeling good too now. Okay, so uh, how about summer predictions and hopes and fears? Um let's start with who who we hope isn't sticking around this summer. I think there's a few a few uh luxury players, a few truly rubbish players, and a few players that are just um always injured. I mean, for example, Gibbs. What do you think about him? I thought you were gonna ask about Vic
0: Acres. I love it when people talk about Kieran Gibbs because it just gives me an opportunity to vent and let off steam. And we have, we have said for a while that Kieran Gibbs is a bottle job. And when the going gets tough, he gets going. I mean, we saw it in the FA Cup final. He basically thought that Chelsea were going to do us. And then suddenly he pulls up with a mystery injury a couple of days before the final. There is no way, based on previous history, that that was a real injury. And he forced his mate, Alex Alstead-Chamberlain, to play... In a new position at left wing back, um, and the sooner we ship that guy off to Newcastle, the better. The guy is we, we like we said. We think he's you always think he's twenty, but he's not. He's like twenty eight, and he just always manages to come in and look good for like two games, and then just disappear without
1: trace, whilst picking up sixty thousand a week.
3: Maybe we could sell him to Liverpool, making them think he's actually the Ox
1: well the, the saddest thing about this, if there was an actual arsenal player who both had the time uh, and the energy to listen to this pod, it's probably poor Kieran. <laughs> I feel quite bad for him when, when you go on your little vents there but but no, please, uh, let's be finished with Kieran
0: and of course we've signed do we sign that Collassinac guy? they're like the big the big sort of yeah,
3: I think it, I've heard it's being finalized. So yeah, sounds sort of like he's in the back.
0: The new Oleg Lushny, but at left back, he mm. looks like a sort of he looks like a rugby player. But hopefully, hopefully, he's good. So Kieran Gibbs, I think our verdict is a unanimous
1: See ship him off. And Matt, how do you feel about Chesney and uh, you know the potential rumours that he might be going to Juve and maybe won win a couple of trophies in the next few years. Well, I read about
0: it, and I was actually really quite sad, which I wasn't expecting. It was sort of a strange emotion that came from deep within me. But because when we got rid of him, when we actually got rid of him recently, I was pleased that we got rid of him because this was selfie Chesney. He was making a bit of a fool of himself, having a fag at half time, doing all that stuff. But... There's a part of me that thinks that he's done a lot of growing up. He's been a good keeper in Serie A. I think a new culture, I think um, new coaching, all of that has made him a better player. And we need a number two goalkeeper, or even potentially a, a new number one, to come in and... We're talking about him going to Juventus for fourteen million and I'm sort of thinking, well, how much is it gonna cost us to get a decent second string keeper or first choice goalkeeper? Why don't we get him back and see if he really has got better? Um, because I've suddenly warmed him. But you've got a theory, Dan, on, on, on where that where that emotion's coming
3: from. Yeah, well, I mean I think it's a bit like the Juve thing makes makes you remember in my in my teenage years, you know, you you're not sure if you're if you fancy a girl, and then one of your mates does so you decide that, "Oh, actually she's got to be the love of your life. I mean, I, I just don't think he's that good. I think that if he came back I mean, I don't think he's good enough to be number one in, in, a, good, in, a, in a good championship, uh, challenging team. And I, I think that if he came back and was number two, I kind of wouldn't want somebody who came back to be number two. So yeah, not for me. Rather keep a spina? Uh, no, I'd rather keep check and buy someone else.
1: I don't know. There's, there's something about You're
0: him that I... the deciding vote, Alfred?
1: Well, I wish he was there this season because you would, you would know that at least one player there was trolling Wenger and w- would refuse to to play along with the others and say that all the fans are happy with us and with you. Yeah. I kind of miss the, the locker room troll who couldn't who like, who wouldn't let Wenger get away with shit.
3: Well, can you imagine his, uh, his, his WhatsApp group messages this, this year with, uh, Jack Wilshere <laughs> bitching about his former teammates. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wish I could be in that group. Yeah. That would, that would be absolutely amazing. That's also an expert transition into Jack Wilshere, Jackie boy. Yeah. Uh, I don't want him to go. I don't want him I, to go? I want him to stay forever. I mean, he's my jack. <laughs> Come on.
3: <laughs> no, <laughs> Please. No, no. Cut him loose. Cut him loose.
0: I sort of know, know what you both mean because
3: we have seen
0: what he's capable of, but we haven't seen it for like five years now. It's five years. It's not going to happen, Five is it? years
3: and even then before it was in patches.
0: And he's been on loan at Bournemouth. And he hasn't really and done much. He didn't even get. A, he didn't score a goal. I don't think he got an assist in all his time at Bournemouth, where he should have been their star man. Harry Artum made Harry Arter was their Jack Wilshere. Um, so I think we've given him long enough. The, the problem is, I don't think would we even recoup any money from him anymore? Would anyone? Would anyone give us ten no, million quid know, for Jack
3: Wilshere? He'd be would be off the he'd be off the, he'd be off the salary, wouldn't he? That's the thing. You know, he's probably on a wedge. He's take, he feel, it. feels like he takes up a lot of ego space as well. So I think he'd be best out.
1: But I, I just looked it up now, and and the dream goal that he scored against Norwich with Shirou yeah. and Casola was in October 2013. Yeah. That is, and he's
3: still kind of celebrating.
1: Yeah, I know. In my mind, that is always that goal was always last season. But um, it's sad when the best thing you've done in the last three years is sing about Tottenham.
0: Uh, (laughs) Oh, I
3: forgot about that. He should should stay.
1: (laughs) Come on, he should stay again. Like we we kind of lost the trolls a little bit this season. We just had a bunch of bunch of crybabies I you know Jack Wilshere's a bit of a crybaby but at least he hated Tottenham
0: I think if we all the things that we moan about Arsene Wenger and Arsenal about means that if we are true to what we say he's got to go he's just got to go yeah
1: Right, so it's time for a little break and to finish the first section of this week's pod. With that, we are going to play, as usual, a little bit of a memory and take you on a trip down memory lane. What are we going to listen to and why? We're going to listen to a wonderful goal
0: uh, that took place at the Emirates in October 2013. It was an incredible team goal against Norwich. Didn't mean anything. Um, but, but we were feeling wistful about Jack Wilshire having completely uh, dismantled him and said we should sell him and then we looked up this goal and we saw that it also had some of our other favourites Kieran Gibbs playing a role on the left-hand side Jack Wilshire starting and finishing the move and Olivier Giroud who we would have slagged off as well if we thought there was any chance of him leaving so here it is
1: Jack Wilshere neatly stepping away from Fur. There's Kieran Gibbs.
3: Santi Gazzola with a chance to drive at Norwich City here. Jack Wilshire, Gazzola, Giroud. Giroud again. Jack Wilshire!
0: It's stunning from Arsenal.
1: Beautiful, beautiful football. And Jack Wilshire was there to finish it off. So, uh, welcome back to part two of the pod. With Pete being gone this week and him kind of, a, kind of, yeah, he's definitely the, the captain of the pod. We didn't want to do player of the season, but we are going to do some other Arsenal opinion awards. And um, we've got some really, really exciting ones for you. We have the Wenger in award. We have the Wenger out award most improved award, most likable award, which we think is going to be the, the toughest one of them all to uh, to give out, and then also most likely to embarrass her over the summer. So who do we think was the most vengerin this season?
0: Well, I think it's difficult to look beyond... Aaron Ramsey probably I mean is anyone going to be happier than him that Wenger's staying he he could he could walk in on one leg and still get the nod yeah
3: yeah he's slowly but surely building a team around Aaron Ramsey which is quite peculiar to see
1: I think also it could be Ozil this is the only mm. shot he has at becoming the world's highest paid player mm. I mean in no other club in the world would he get the kind of money he's given and I, I assume, relaxed attitude towards in training and in, in team talks.
0: Yeah, If it was the first half of the season, I think Kokola uh, would have been up there as well. Yeah. He was sort of getting in there every time ahead of Chaka or whoever else. But uh, his spectacular fall from grace uh, means that he might have switched, like many of us did,
3: to Benger out. I mean, not that he's sticking around, I don't think, but Spina's got to think... He, he I mean he's gotta be very grateful to Wenger. He played him in the cup final. Nobody else would have done that. That is
1: Yeah, he knows also that he's gone the moment Wenger is gone. Yeah,
3: I mean that's I mean, yeah, it goes that saying for sure.
0: But what, what a team. Ospina, Ramsey, Coquelin, definitely
1: yeah. Giroud up front.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <Or> Giroud.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, without without Wenger, where would he be? Even? You know, he'd be on the bench of West Ham. Um no, but I th- I think we could all agree that Ramsey is the winner of the Wengerin
3: award. So, uh Wenger Out award. Um, who do we think? If if these uh if this dividing line extends beyond the fans into the dressing room, who are the players that uh, want Wenger out and are gonna be looking at their feet at the moment and wondering what's going on? Lucas Perez. Lucas Perez. Oh, Perez strong. is definitely Wenger out. Um,
0: I am going to be well. I'm going to be controversial and take my lead from what Dan said earlier. Just copy him. Peter Cheque.
3: Yeah. Because yeah. he's a
0: guy who know, like, he knows what's going on. He yeah. knows, he must know we've got no chance.
3: Yeah.
0: And he's sort of going along with it because it's like, you know, his, his kids are at school and he wants to stay in London and he's got built up a reputation as being a good professional. But he must just be looking, going,
1: I can't deal with much more of this. I mean, he's the same age as Wenger as well. So, I mean, they have practically the same experience. <laughs>
3: The other one is Kashelny. I feel like he's just abandoned at the back so often. Like he's just huffing and puffing and throwing his body around. He must just be knackered.
1: I mean, imagine the times that you know, disappointed just before kickoff. He's like, "But please, Professeur, can we please have tactics?" And it's like, "No." <laughs> so Lucas Perez
0: and Kashelny, check. I mean, Alexis
1: Sanchez. What do we think?
3: I just don't think he gives a fuck. He's out. He don't give a fuck. <laughs> <Either
1: way. laughs> but is he out because Wenger is in?
3: I think he'd be Wenger in because he wants to make sure wherever he ends up, Wenger doesn't end up there.
1: <laughs> it just makes Arsenal less competitive as well. Um no, but I I, I kind of agree on Peter check. I think he should he should get the the um the Wenger out award. Does everyone agree? Done. Done. Peter Check. So the next award,
0: Most Improved Player. I know it's a hard one. It doesn't feel like there's been much improvement throughout the season. Uh, any starters?
3: Most improves. Oh, that's ho- tr- tr- I mean, Holding? Ho- ho- holding's low, low start, I mean, unknown, so... But
1: I, I would actually go for yeah. Caelan Chambers. I mean, he had an incredible season at Middlesbrough. He was a sure starter who basically led... Their defense
3: and you know I mean that is the most damning indictment of our season so far. <laughs> but you're probably right.
0: What about and I know this is controversial because he had a big dip. What about Bellerin? Because he had a great first half of the season. Great yeah. first half. Got was injured but came back strong. And
3: uh um, Yeah, and played well in the cup final.
0: And, and played well in the cup and uh and got most improved. any
3: yeah, diff- I'd, I'd probably agree with that. I mean, if you take the dip out of it, that's, that makes sense. <laughs> We're
0: going to have to take the dip out of it because that dip was, it was, so, it it was, was deep. so deep. It was a
3: deep dip. <laughs> it deep. really was. And also, no, I'm thinking about Instagram now. I'm thinking about his selfies. Oof. Yeah, it's tough to give him any kind of award. <laughs> uh,
0: all right, how about this one?
1: Checker.
3: Yeah. I'll buy that.
1: Done. Yeah, he w- he was... Absolutely extraordinary at the end of the season. Yeah, he
3: was good. Yeah. Very, very good.
1: Okay. Well done, Chaka. Yeah.
3: Most improved. And then on to the next one, which is the most likable player, which I think is a really tough one because we're like notorious, I guess, for being likable, which is a strange thing to say. But um, we've got a lot of players that you just feel like if you were in the dressing room, they'd be very accommodating. They'd like move their stuff out of the way. They'd make sure they lathered you up in the shower um uh, yeah most likable player i mean i guess there's so there's i think there's obviously an implicit negative in this we're kind of saying most most of a pushover
1: i mean yeah this is you know definitely the the sky sports pundits award which they complain about every season is that we're too likable and that we are basically what is it that Jamie mccarrigan always says like
3: Lots of uh lots of son-in-laws? Yeah, lots of yeah. son-in-laws,
1: exactly. Yeah. So um so yes, it's kind of it's definitely our, our main problem, but wouldn't it um be amazing if we had I mean I mean, listen to Pete. He is so upset, for example, about Sanchez not being a pushover. Um so I you know it's something systemic in the club, but most likable, you know, come on, it has to be Chirut. Like, how can you be that happy and never question anything and just be on the bench, not be on the bench, and score every time you come on and not? Has he ever complained about anything his whole entire life? Like, I've never seen him even have a strop.
3: I think if I looked like Giroud and that was a professional footballer, I wouldn't moan about much.
1: You said you did look
0: like Giroud.
3: I said I was was mistaken for Giroud as a joke on a radio, (laughs) 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 just to be clear.
0: All right, uh, well, it would normally be Theo, wouldn't it? And But then he started off all aggressive. And we were like, who's this new Theo? We like the look of this guy. And he got his 10 goals before Christmas. And then he went into nice guy Theo and told this really cute story about how his missus bought him a coffee machine and for getting 10 goals. And he went back to being the Theo we all know and hate. Uh, he's really shit after looking like a new player for the first half of the season. So I am going to go for the Ox I just think he's such a good guy and, <laughs> and you know he's willing to play anyway. He played left wing back in the cup final that could have been a disaster for him but he just does what you want you know you know you up for a night out Ox yeah you're up for playing left wing back Ox yeah
1: you're up for saying Arsenal yeah probably so um for me it's it's Ox all the way I mean, I, I agree with Ox. I mean, he's played 62 positions this season, which is a new <laughs> Arsenal record. Uh, and that, that's good guy, Ox. And, you know, I, I saw some, I don't know the name of her, but he's, he's dating that girl in Little Mix. And he just looks like he treats her well. You just know they, you know, what could they have done on their first date? It was probably the zoo.
3: Yeah. On
1: the second date, it was a zoo again because she got so happy when she saw a particular animal and he was like, surprise, here's the animal again. Uh, on the third date, could have been the zoo again. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's just he's just such a likable guy. Could have been the turning salon. She looks like she goes to the turning salon a lot, that girl. From
0: that's more that knowledge than I have. Now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, okay, Oxlade, I, I definitely think he gets the trophy. All right, so on to our final award of this pod, because we are going to wait the next episode to talk player of the season. That's a cliffhanger for you all. The last award is most likely to embarrass us over the summer, and the answer cannot be Pete. But... I think this is an interesting award, especially as a Arsenal fan. We uh, we tend to to have some sort of scandal every year with cigarettes in some Yakutsi and some part of the world. But there are uh, probably a couple of options on the table. Dan, you look ready. you go- look
3: ready to well, go. Well, I've just got, <laughs> yeah, I've already got a vision of this. I think it's kind of negative and positive at the same time. It's bittersweet. So I think it's going to be Mbappe. And I think what's going to happen is going to be we're going to break our record, probably break the world record. Why not do it while we're there? And we're going to sign him. And then about three or four weeks later, he's going to be in Ibiza, in a nightclub. It's probably a really cheesy nightclub. There'd be a foam party or something, and he'd be on a podium. He'd be half naked, and uh, and he'll go to kind of grab a girl's attention, and fall over and break his. Probably is I don't know something something to keep him out like a, his fibia or something his metatarsal his metatarsal <laughs> yeah so that's that, that's mine I think Mbappe I'm already worried about him I already think he, we, we should we should bring him straight to um straight to straight to North London
1: I mean I think imagine Koshelny um, demanding a transfer I'm like has had enough that would be that would be kind of like the last final blow I think to everything.
0: I think judging on the season, the one player who is capable of doing something really stupid is is Jacker. You know, he's just like, yeah. he'll always pick up those stray reds. He like end, he takes a flight and then there's all that thing about him racially abusing someone, which was not true. And uh, that was fake news. Um, but you always feel he's just like, he's sort of got that sort of troublesome look, at, look in his eyes. He's always just sort of one step away from... From uh, fucking something up basically. So um he would be my most likely to embarrass uh the club.
3: Well, my outside bet is gonna be Josh Conker as well. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave that there. Very good. Well,
1: you know who you know who embarrasses us every summer? It's Arson. Mm. And I, I think he's gonna pick up the trophy again. <laughs> Yeah, I think we should You're right,
0: Alfred You're right I don't know why we even had this conversation (laughs) Uh, If this summer is anything like the last 12 uh, Arsene Wenger, Dick Law And the Arsenal board Are going to be the biggest embarrassments Of the summer again So the award goes to
3: Arsene Wenger That was a nice little
1: whisper
0: (laughs) I don't know why we whispered but Arsene Wenger well, I think that was a highly effective podcast. It was definitely, in our eyes, more Monreal than Squill Yeah, I think we performed quite well without a captain, just like Arsenal. Yeah, maybe, maybe we're just better off without
1: Pete. Should we put it to a vote? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Any listener here, I mean, if you want Pete out, you know the hashtag.
3: Just hire a plane.
1: Hire a plane. You're going to have
0: to send it over to New York, but it might cost a bit more, but it's definitely worth it. So you know what to do if you want to get rid of it. No, we covered a lot of ground. We did our first Arsenal Opinion Awards, um, some unanimous decisions there. Uh, We discussed the uh, transfer speculation, and who knows, maybe by the next time that we all get together and talk we will have broken the transfer record for the world's most expensive player.
3: For sure, 100%.
1: <laughs> Goodbye, Matt. Goodbye. See you. Ciao for now. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend.
2: Hello, it's me, Thomas Anders. Have you listened to my new podcast yet? Modern Talking, Just Different. Now everywhere where you find your podcasts. And it's really true. You won't get closer to me anywhere else. Recorded in my living room. I'm looking forward to meeting you. Now in your favorite podcast app, Modern Talking, Just Different. We have a date.
1: Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com
2: Sports Social Podcast Network.